Welcome to Composer's Favorites, a podcast by Film Scoring Tips. I am Giovanni Rotondo, and today we're gonna learn more about composer Brian Ralston's favorite things. Enjoy the show! Our guest today is composer Brian Ralston. He composed music for Crooked Arrows, uh, Being Rose, and Silent River, among many other uh, films. Welcome, Brian. Thank you so much for Thank coming. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I would like to start right away with your favorites, one that I didn't know about. And this is something I'm loving about this show. I'm learning so many great things. This is your favorite album, and it's Lord of the Rings Symphony Number no. 1 by Johan de May. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about it and why it's your favorite album? Absolutely. Uh, w- there's a couple of things. One is that it, it actually was not written for an orchestra, although it has been transcribed for orchestra since. It was originally written for a wind band, so, you know, um, which, which is... An or, uh, a group in the United States that is a little more prevalent here than some other countries, although there are wind bands throughout the world. So wind band is basically a symphonic orchestra without strings. Um, so it's all wind, wind players, brass, woodwinds, and percussion, full set. You might have 50 or 60 people on a stage. Um, but you have some other instrument families like saxophone family, clarinets. Instead of an orchestra and clarinets, you might have you know, three or four, but in a wind band, you might have eight or nine to fill out kind of what would be the strings in with woodwinds. Um, and, it, but it's a very unique sound and a very symphonic sound. And, you know, I'm a trumpet player by heart. That's my main instrument huh. and gr- growing up and playing in wind bands and concert bands. Um, you know, they, they're much more beyond, um, marches and military use and and uh, everything else and and Johann de Mayhead wrote this symphony for wind band and I just many in high school I think you know in the 1990s um, I fell in love with this piece and um, it's just been kind of on my mind ever since. It's um, it's great. I, I listened to it yesterday and I really loved it and I I saw that each movement is a different character of the story. And also this was before the films, right? Absolutely. And and actually there's a I don't know how true the rumor is, but there was there was talk and things I had read about the time that um Peter Jackson had actually approached Johan de May at one point early on about doing music for the films and which he said that you know that's not really my thing and you know and writing for wind band is something that i'm starting to do a little bit more as well and it's just it's an inspirational piece to me um that have something very symphonic that is for wind band do you know there's a a new a new symphony that he wrote for lord lord of the rings in 2019 symphony Mm -hmm. number five is called return to middle earth 
you know what? I did not know that. Lovely. So, I, you know, this is me uh, uh, being grateful to you for teaching me something. <laughs> <laughs> so you have something to listen to tonight. Um, and this, this is actually a great segue to your favorite rejection. Amazon Lord of the Rings demo suite yep. that you wrote and turned into a 2021 Hollywood Media in Music Award. Tell us a little bit about it. So I, you know, I know the showrunners to the to the Amazon piece, and it gave me the opportunity to submit something for consideration. So um, I was under no illusions that I would probably ultimately get hired. You know, this is one of the most expensive shows in Hollywood, and um, a billion dollar show. There's a lot of politics around that show, but getting the opportunity to, to put your music up and have them actually listen to it and 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 consider it and um, I thought it was an opportunity that I didn't want to waste and so I I wrote a suite of music about a 10 minute suite of music and I hired an orchestra in Los Angeles to record it the the best of the best players here um, all I did on a union contract I, you know these are the same people that um, have worked with a lot of a lot of these people um, behind the scenes that are on the Amazon thing. And, um, and I'm really happy how it turned out, but ultimately it was rejected, right? It, um, they, they decided that they were going to go in a different direction. And, and, um, again, politics at play on a show like that are, were not, you know, they were known to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't necessarily think I would get on the show, but, um, I, I wanted to get my music out there. I wanted to get it in front of those people, you know, that you never know. They might have another show in five or ten years that they remember what I did and, and want to give me a shot at that point. So so I took the opportunity. I then took that piece, turned it into a concert suite for orchestra, and submitted it for the Hollywood Media Music Awards, so the HMMAs, and it ended up winning. That's awesome. So taking a rejected piece for a Hollywood project and turning it into a Hollywood Music and Media Award in a different category um, was, you know, surprising, but I, I just submitted it like, what the heck, what am I going to do with this? Um, I couldn't commercially sell it. I did it on a demo contract mm -hmm. at the time, and so um, I, I submitted it as a concert suite. And uh, this is an inspirational story. I, I hope it will give... Uh, all the listeners of the show, ideas on how to, uh, you know, not not stopping in front of obstacles and, and turning the situation around. Yeah, I mean, you know, just because someone rejects your music or feels that you're not right for a project or all the other considerations doesn't mean that you're not worthy of something doesn't mean that piece of music wasn't good. It's just that there's so many considerations that go into getting hired for a project that um that it, you know it doesn't mean anything and so if you can get beyond that and take that that thing that you did and turn it into something else that works for you um why not on the other end when your music is not rejected and you compose a score you have a, a favorite way of celebrating after the end of the <laughs> of the of the uh scoring uh, I do. process which is building legos I love building I'm Legos. such a fan of Legos. Tell me more about it. <laughs> I'm still kind of a kid at heart. So, you know, my my daughter loves, my daughter's eight. She loves building Legos. I love helping her build Legos. But I, ever since I was a kid, 
Legos is something I would do. And it became, the older I got, the more complicated Legos I would build. And, you know, now the big sets, the, the thousands of piece sets that are, you know, probably more expensive than they should be. Um, I just love doing them. And I love, I I usually save, I have boxes of Legos that I've bought over the years, uh, things that I want to build that I don't have time to build. And when I finish a film, I will put away a week or so and I will just be here in this room and build Lego. Like I even did, uh, it's kind of hard to see. I have a table under here. It's, it's the Millennium Falcon. It's the huge Lego Millennium Falcon. And I, I ended up building the thing and I bought that table just specifically for it. And I have, I've the Philips Hue lights lighting the table underneath. So it, um, it's, you know, it's just this massive, impressive lego thing it's it's something you go into the store and you go like oh i want that and then you look at the price and you're like "Eh." but you know it was my reward for um you know doing one of my previous films and so to myself i'm still trying to get permission from my wife but uh, i failed so (laughs) (laughs) so far we'll see when my kid will grow up a little bit maybe it will be the excuse that's the that's the excuse exactly Yeah, yeah do you think it's crazy to say that the the fact that you love Legos is because composing a score is a little bit similar in in the way that you build blocks and and chunks and bigger uh, molecules and and put them together. Perhaps I mean building, creating things, being creative. I I love in my studio here surrounding myself by inspiration, and and even a Lego sitting there like a Millennium Falcon. You know it it. It makes me remember the movies. It makes me remember the little characters. It makes me... I, I mean, I have a, a lot of other stuff around me, too, on my desk that, you know, these little... Oh, wow. Awesome. ...things that that inspire. And I, I have these um, Muppet characters. Um, oh, yeah. I love that. I always love. And, and whenever I'm having writer's block, I, I pretend they're, you know... <laughs> criticizing me from the side of my desk over here and I always remember that joke they said hey how did we get these seats and the other guy goes hey we entered a contest and we lost you know <laughs> it's like um so it it makes me laugh and and makes me get out of my head and think of other things so awesome are, are we gonna see uh death star anytime soon in your studio oh i you know i I have a bunch. I have a, I have a transformer. I have a Ghostbusters car. I have um, a couple other Star Wars ships. I don't. You, you know, the Death Star is such a big round. Th- I don't know if I have like the desk space for it. But, <laughs> right, um, makes sense. But you know, there's there's a few other boxes that I have that I have yet to. I have a little R two D two. I have yet to build. Um, that's kind of cool. So. So you you are covered for a few projects. I am I am embarrassingly covered for a while. Your favorite film is The Rocketeer. Yeah, you know, you asked me this question, and um, I, you know, depending on my mood, I would probably answer different at every any one time. But it is a film that I keep going back to. It it's a you know it's one of those superhero films that never really seem to take off. No pun intended. Um, it, it, the James Horner score on that is probably one of my favorite scores ever in a film. And, uh, there's just a sense of adventure and, um, it's, it, they, they don't 
almost seem to make movies like that anymore. Um, you know, it's way before visual effects were kind of a thing. And, and of course, his flying around in the movie was, was you know, state-of-the-art visual effects at the time. But there, there weren't a lot of fantastical things about it. Like, it just it was, it had to rely on story and its acting. And, um, and of course, the music is amazing. And um, it's, just, it's just a great movie. Um, I, I wish I wish they did more with that. I mean, they they made that film and they intended to make more of them, and it just never it just never happened. I wanted to see if there was any word about sequels because there had been back ten years ago, I think. And apparently, a sequel is on work for Disney Plus, and it's going to be called The Rocketeers. I've I've heard about that, and I you know I hope it does come to actual fruition there's also a rocketeer animated um series that they've done on disney plus well and and you know and it makes me wonder like so much of the success and the feel and the heroic nature of that movie is really that score that james horner did and it Mm -hmm. it makes me wonder who they're going to get to do the score um because i we don't score films like that anymore and it's you know very melodic and very symphonic and um, I, I, a, bar, a big part of the success of that movie and a lot of other movies of that time was kind of how we scored them. They, that, that made them feel that way. And I hope that when they do a sequel that they will embrace that. Um, and I think that'll make it stand out even differently from the other Marvel movies and superhero movies that we're doing today is to have that kind of a score again. It would so be we'll very see. cool to see your name on the composer uh, credit list. Thank you. I, I, would, I would love to do it. I have a feeling that uh, the powers that be are probably looking for someone with a gold statue on their desk. But that's, you know, that's, it's Disney and it's what it is. But I, you know, I'd, I'd probably knock it out of the park. <laughs> I, I think more and more people are getting opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we will... We will see. I, I, I think a lot of people getting hired nowadays are too. They're also they're looking for diverse voices that haven't had those opportunities in the past. Right. Um, you know, which is which is a great thing. And yeah. so um, it'll it'll be interesting to see who gets hired. Awesome. All right. Now we're gonna play five in five with five. And that means five favorites in five minutes with five words. So I'm gonna ask you about different favorites. And I'm going to ask you to only use five words to tell us about them. And, you, you know, it can be just a description of the favorite or why you like it. This is worse than Twitter. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I know. And sorry for not telling you about it before. But uh, I think the effect is maximized this way. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. All right. So I'm, I'm going to start the timer. So we have five minutes to do it all. And... If you manage to do more than five, I think I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have seven available. So let's see what your score will be. All right. I've started the timer. Your favorite restaurant is season 52 in Costa Mesa. We, the food is great and always fresh. Favorite free time activity, visiting Disneyland in Southern California with my family. Uh, seeing my daughter smile makes me happy. That's 
more than five words, but. Favorite free verb, liquid sonic cinematic rooms with altiverb. Uh, it's awesome. It's great. Favorite performance medium, drum corps and marching band. Um, a unique medium. Um, more people should watch it. Cool. Favorite DAW, and I'm a fan myself, I use the same, digital performer. More people should use it. Awesome. Favorite <laughs> book, Omni Music Film Scores for Score Study. Right there. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I, love, I love reading music now. Perfect, score, that's fine. Score Study is great. <laughs> and... Finally, favorite part of the film scoring process, conducting an orchestra and being in the room with the musicians. Uh, there's nothing like being in that room. Fantastic. I give you a score of 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for being um, uh, my guinea pig. I will... Uh, you know, you, you will, you, I, I will mention you to all my guests, saying you have a high bar. To beat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I try. Brian, this was such a pleasure. And you, all the listeners of the show, you can uh, look forward to hear Brian's music on uh, projects such as Silent River, Him and Her, and The Journeyman. And please do visit his website, brianralston.com, to learn more about these. Thank you so much for coming to the show. It was really, really fun. Thanks for having me. I, it was a pleasure being here. And um, I'll, I'll leave everybody with what I say when I do my podcast. I say, keep writing. So keep, keep doing, keep making, keep writing. That's fantastic. Cheers. Cheers. That's our show for today. We like to make our episodes roughly the same length. Therefore, we sometimes edit out some of the guests' favorites. However, extended cuts of the show are available to our Patreon subscribers. Check filmscoringtips.com slash content to find more about this. Thanks for joining us and see you soon. <laughs>